Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt. I'm the Sports Information Director at Hope College. It's my privilege to speak with people who are who help make Hope Athletics provide programs with competitive excellence and transformational experiences for our student uh, athletes. Today is with great joy that I can talk with two impactful men on our campus. We're also teammates in Hope College's Campus Ministries Department, Shamari Tate, our Chaplain of Discipleship, and Matt Margarone, our Chaplain of Athletics. Welcome to the Hope Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast, Shamari and Matt. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us, Alan. Yes, sir. Thank you. So awesome to be here. We'll start with getting a little bit about what you two do. Uh, Shamari, let's talk with you and your role as a chaplain of discipleship. Uh, what's kind of, what does your job entail, and, and what do you uh, do to help serve and minister to our students? Yeah, that's a great question. So in month four of my job, I would say that my biggest job right now is just getting to know hope, getting to know students, getting to know the collective stories that make up our beautiful campus, our beautiful community. And then in, in, in terms of my formal duties, I just get the distinct honor and privilege to walk alongside of students and make sure that, that they are being formed well in Christ as they go out into the real world. And then also I have a um, expansive history doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work. So I'm excited to bring that level of expertise to the team as well. And for you, Matt? Yeah. Um, again, thanks for having us, Alan. Uh, I serve as the chaplain of athletics here at Hope, and it's such a gift. Uh, I kind of see myself as a pastor to the athletics community. So over the 600 athletes and 70 coaches and assistant coaches, I kind of just see myself as uh, walking alongside them, caring for them, and helping them uh, grow in their faith, um, be introduced and grow in their faith in different ways. So how that plays out, um, we do one-on-one -on -one mentoring. We help with team Bible studies. Uh, one of the big parts of uh, is obviously chapel, um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and you see athletes in chapel uh, all the time, which is really great. But speaking to teams, um, walking alongside students who have injuries um, and uh, are trying to recover and uh, reclaim a new identity or a new formation moving forward. And so it's such a gift. I, I often say like I have the coolest job in the world because I'm a huge sports fan. I love sports, like any sport. I love to watch. Um, I love to analyze. We, we can talk about stats. Those are things that we're really passionate about. But I'm like these these athletes biggest and coaches biggest fan. Like I love it. I love uh, talking about it and walking alongside, but then also talking about the deeper issues as well. Shamari, let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, um, educationally, you have a bachelor's from Michigan State in uh, political science and government and also master's uh, public policy from Michigan State and also ministry leadership from Cornerstone University. How did you find the calling uh, to, to be a minister and all the work that you do? Where did that calling come from? And then how did you get your find yourself here at Hope College? That's such a good question. Um, <laughs> like, like many young and informed students, you know, that start to... Um, familiarize themselves with the world I set out at a young age to devote my life to helping others to serving others did I see that um culminating in ministry 
I did not. I thought that I was going to be working on some sort of politician staff, being a strategist or in a think tank or a, a lobbyist firm or something like that was where I saw myself. And as I was fielding jobs, you know, of which staff I wanted to join after I finished my master's in public policy is when the Lord really started to lean on me about a call to ministry. And my first initial response to that call was, absolutely not. I don't want to do that. Um, but the more I said no, the more um, that call became more pronounced. And I just started to see it, you know, in my day-to-day -day life, in day-to-day -day interactions with folks, and the things that people were telling me in, in prayer and in scripture. It just seemed like this was something that God pressed upon my heart. And when I finally answered that call, I got a beautiful opportunity, a funded opportunity to study um, at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. And after that, um, I met a man by the name of Trigby Johnson during a fellowship. He was my cohort leader, and we just started to walk together and pray together. And over the summertime, he informed me about an open position. Um, he thought I'd be a good candidate, and I applied, and we kind of just prayed through that process and that can um, candidacy process. And I've been at Hope since October, and it has been the gift of a lifetime. Like I said, I was kind of scared going into the Hope community just because I was coming from the Catholic Central community, somewhere that I'm very much a part of, very much familiar with, stepping into foreign territory um, was a bit of a new feeling for me, but I'm so glad I did it. It's been the ride of a lifetime. And yeah, I'm like a kid in the candy store, just having fun, just having fun. That's awesome. Matt, obviously you uh, know Hope very well, having uh, been a student athlete here, graduated uh, with a uh, psychology and religion major here at Hope, and then went on to earn your master's in community counseling in Regent University. Uh, did you always know you wanted to work in ministry or serving others? And how did you return to Hope uh, here uh, after, your, uh, after you graduated? Yeah, that's a great question. I've always, uh, you know, early on in my college degree, I, I really wanted to work with people. I, I realized that that was a passion of mine um, and also a, a calling or a gift. Uh, Hope does a great job of helping people kind of discern that vocational calling, uh, but I didn't know how that was going to like play out. I had the psychology background, which was uh, definitely working towards uh, like a counseling or social work or working with uh, all different populations. But then I also had the religion background where I had served in ministry while I was here, campus ministries, young life, led the soccer team Bible study. And so those two things were kind of going on at the same time. So after leaving Hope, um, I had uh, a journey of kind of playing that out as a good liberal arts college does, I was thinking through all the different dynamics. I helped coach here. I was an assistant coach for the soccer team. Um, I worked uh, in uh, the counseling field, social work. Um, and then eventually I remember I was with my wife at church after I got my master's in counseling. Then I became a licensed clinical professional counselor uh, for about eight years. I was working in that field and I was sitting in church with my wife and I heard a pastor preaching and he said, um, Gosh, the sheep listened to the shepherd's voice. And I leaned to my wife and said, I need to, I need to shift into full-time ministry. That's like kind of my call. And she, she said back to me, I know. Her response was, I know. This is what you're called to do. And so I uh, emailed the pastor that day. We met at a Starbucks and had a conversation. I shifted into uh, kind of full-time ministry. And I loved uh, counseling and it's prepared me so well because I get to work with students um, in that counseling field still to this day. As a chaplain, uh, having all that background in education has been 
uh, immense and good. But uh, I spent the next 10 years working for Young Life and coaching high school soccer. And um, then hope uh, when this new position opened up as a chaplain of athletics, they kind of gave me a call and said, hey, would you be intrigued in uh, applying and interviewing for this? And I felt like I was coming back home in a way to a place that had developed and formed me so well. And uh, I, I loved my time at Hope and it prepared me for me. And now I get to, again, this, this incredible job of walking alongside athletes. So, yeah. Shamari, uh, both you and Matt obviously talked about your interest in athletics as part of your life. Uh, tell us your story. You were a three-sport athlete at Catholic Central, uh, walked on at Michigan State, then ended up a uh, football team, and then ended up you know, working for the Spartans throughout college. Uh, how has sport shaped your life and your career path uh, into the person you are today? Sports really was, you know, my first sense of structure in in life. Um, just to give you a bit of my background, um, I come from a single parent household where my mom, God bless her, did everything in her power to make sure that me and my brother had the most normal childhood that we could. So that involved her working multiple jobs at one time. You know, there was never a time where things weren't always busy and hectic. So sports really became that first like thing that I had when I was like, okay, there's, I'm going to come to this. I'm going to do it. And I know what to expect. And like, that's the structure. So like, it really became the first thing, um, the first um, instance of consistency that I familiarized myself with in it. And it stayed that um, in grade school, throughout high school in college, it just was that consistent thing that I knew that I could lean on, whether I was playing it, whether I was watching it or watching friends, whether I was coaching it, um, it just became consistent for me. Um, and it was around high school that I really began to take sports very seriously as something that I really wanted to commit to. And that, that, that to me is where discipline became a factor in my life, not just in terms of being a disciplined athlete, but making sure my grades were right, making sure that I was right spiritually, um, really leaning into other men um, and starting to trust men. Because just given my childhood of not growing up with a father, that was a very tough thing for me. So sports really helped me to be able to trust other men and to be able to walk out my life, my spiritual life, my emotional life, my physical life with other guys in a God-fearing and a godly way that was healthy. Um, that was kind of the first instance that I had um, in that department. So that was a godsend and a blessing. And yeah, it just continued in college. Um, tried to do the walk-on thing with football. Didn't work out, but I had the coolest opportunity to work with the football team um, in their recruiting department. And that was just awesome to stay around sports, to still be involved, to kind of walk with players, um, and, and it took a lot of stress off me physically. Um, so just, j just developed a renewed sense of passion for the game. And, and that was just one of the most awesome experiences. Got to meet so many different cool folks. I, I can recall games of standing on the sideline and standing next to just inadvertently someone like a Plexico Burris, he, running into someone like Magic Johnson on campus. Um, at the Cotton Bowl when the Spartans unfortunately got trounced by the Crimson Tide, I got to see Derrick Henry walk by, and my first thought was, yep, it's over for us. <laughs> <laughs> so sports has been that comedic relief. Sports has been that constant. Sports has kind of been uh, a pillar that I like to go back to that I know a lot of young men and women lean on for consistency as well. So I'm just blessed that to this day, sports continues to be a part, a huge part of, 
of my formation. And I'm glad that I can share in that formation with other students as well. Matt, in my previous role, before I came to Hope, um, this is my eighth year at Hope, I was a newspaper reporter for both the Granite Express and the sports center for Holland Sentinel. So I remember covering you <laughs> when you played soccer here at Hope, a very accomplished uh, career, a MIAA Marvin Zeitemore award winner, two-time all-regional player, as well as a three-time all-conference player. How did sport, and particularly the sport of soccer, shape you uh, into the person you are today? Oh, that's a, that's an amazing question. I, I, you know, I grew up, I play, I swam and I played basketball and soccer. And then later in high school, I kind of uh, shifted into one sport, uh, the beautiful game, which I call football or soccer. Um, I love soccer. I think it is a, a space where you can be creative. Uh, it's one of the, the sports that's structured, but it's also open. Um, and it's a place where you can be yourself and you can, uh, play with passion, but also creativity. Uh, and so it's been such a, a sweet sport for me to find um, myself in. I, um, from a young age, uh, kind of, I grew up in Naperville, Illinois, uh, which is kind of a sports uh, community in Chicagoland area, big, big sports community. Um, but what I found was a, a sweet spot for me is I got to do, I got to play on sports teams with my best friends. And I also got to be, um, you know, the club that I played for Copian had some Christian values uh, that were instilled in it as well. And so sometimes youth sports can be pretty um, cutthroat, um, can be a hard place to grow up. And for me, it was always a great experience. I got to travel the country with my club team. I got to go um, on mission trips to the Ukraine and all over the world and play. I got to serve and do camps in the inner city of Chicago um, basketball and soccer camps. Um, and so sports was also ministry to me and it was also friendship and social. And then, so when I came to hope, even though I had some other offers from different schools, it was such a good fit because it was a place where I could live out both those aspects, friendship, ministry, um, and, uh, passion for the love of the excellence of soccer and, and hope was, man, we were, we were a good team back then and, and they still are today, but we, we went after it. For competitive excellence as well. So soccer has been, um, yeah, such a huge formative piece of my life. And I, I can't take it away from ministry. It's not just sport for me. It's so much more. For the both of you, how did sport help you prepare to be part of the campus ministries team here at Hope College? Obviously, you all work together to serve and minister to the campus community, the, our students, our staff, or coaches, you kind of name it. How did sport help you in your in your day-to-day -day life now to, to work together uh, on the great team you have with our campus ministries? Shamari? Yeah. Um, wow. I think for, for me, sport, again, was one of those instances where, like, I got a consistency of working with a team and not working on my own, you know. Um, in, in the culture that I come from, there's such a hyper focus on being, on being independent and sport really taught, especially team sport, like football and basketball really taught me the importance of true dependence on one's teammates. Um, success and maturation was just as, as important as my own. In fact, I could have the greatest game in the world, but if the team wasn't succeeding, if the team didn't have a a good night that greatest game really means nothing and it's for not if the victory isn't there so really focusing on victory as a team versus individual success was 
huge in orienting my formation towards um, team success. So I would say sport really helped me develop a vision for working with a team in a manner of achieving a collective and like-minded goal. Yeah, what a good answer, Shamari. I agree completely. When I was uh, working for Young Life and kind of managing ministry and hiring and working with young staff coming right out of college, I oftentimes looked for people that had been a part of good functioning teams, either in sports or in uh, the classroom or internships. I was looking for people that had been in a part of a team and could function in different roles, both as the leader of the team and in different roles within a team. And I think that there's something about sports which allows you to grow uh, both as an individual and also as a part of a collective group moving towards a common goal. And understanding your role within that team is incredibly important. And I, I think that happens in campus ministry. Each of us has unique gifts, skills um, that we bring to the table that we can partner alongside. We are constantly in our office uh, running things by each other, praying for each other, saying, hey, this would be really great for you. This student would be someone that you should connect with and, and care for. And I think understanding both your gifts and strengths, but also your limitations is the part of a yeah. team that you can do yeah. Do better, and and I think it's scriptural too. I think uh, we talk about one body, many parts, and each of us brings our own gifts to the table. And the only way teams are successful in sports are is if they recognize both their gifts and limitations. And I think that helps us really well in campus ministries. Yeah, and um, just to add on to what Matt just said about working as a team and really helping each other out, I think that was very very apparent. Um, we just had something, you know, that happened. Um, on Friday that Matt had the skill set to deal with but a couple of the other chaplains like I was ready to go home I was tired but since I really do view Matt not just as my colleague but as my brother as my teammate I was like all right well he's dealing with this he's not done yet so my day's not not done yet I'm going to stay here I'm going to support my brother and a couple other chaplains had that mindset as well so 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 again that reorientation that that maybe sometimes the duty is not exactly our specific role, but just helping out our fellow comrade in achieving the common goal of our department, which is which is walking alongside of students and presenting Jesus in an effective manner. Another one of the beauties of sport is, especially when you're young, you get to see people that are role models for you, that emulate you and show you the right right way to live, the right way to treat people and et cetera. For both of you, whether it's in athletics or outside athletics, is I'm sure there were many people like me that, you know, you were fortunate enough to have pour into you, but is there someone that you remember that really made a, a stamp that uh, uh, on your life and helped you, uh, you know, stay on the right path? Yeah. Um, for me, it's actually a Hope College alumni um he is a he is the current head coach at catholic central and a very dear friend of mine mr todd colster um if anyone knows who todd is todd is i don't care what anyone says i'm biased but todd is the <laughs> best is the best head coach the best head football coach in the state of michigan like i said i'll argue about that so i am blue <laughs> in the face but more more than that todd has won a ridiculous amount of games um he's been such an integral part of high school football in the past 10 to 15 years. But really more than that was Todd really taught me some intangibles about manhood. 
and about what it really means to go to bat to get the job job done against all odds. If you've ever been through a Todd Colster practice, that's kind of how the practices are formulated against all <laughs> odds. Can you get the job done? And um, oftentimes with Todd's Catholic Central teams, you see huge wins and the most uh, and the easiest thing that folks go to is, well, it's this, it's that private school, this private, pri- pri- private school, that. And I'll just say like, ah, as someone that's been a part of the culture in terms of being a coach, in terms of being a player, it's a work ethic. It's a mentality that regard that there's a pride in the community and the tradition that comes from it. Um, there's there's a work ethic that I I would rival like nobody in this state practices as hard as Catholic as Grand Rapids Catholic Central does on a day to day basis. And then there's an emphasis on victory, on really seeing seeing what the goal is. And sometimes that means winning a game. Sometimes that means just playing better than we did last week. So just those ins and outs of what it truly means to be a man of God. I think Todd Colston was transformational for me in that department as as a teenager. And then again, as a friend and as a colleague, when I coached there for the past three years. For you, Matt? Yeah, thanks. This is a great question. Um, My grandfather uh, was um, an incredible athlete and coach and athletic director in the suburbs of Chicago. So he was actually captain of the University of Illinois football team. And then he went on, he was drafted by the Bears, but he decided to teach and coach instead, which is a different era around World <laughs> War II. Um, but he was an incredible man and uh, won, won state titles down there. And uh, I, I decided to choose soccer over football, which was a big loss for him, uh, especially since sometimes if you see me, you'd be like, wait, what? You played soccer? Because I look more like a football player. But my <laughs> My grandfather was an incredible man. He cared for his family deeply. It always came before sport and his faith. And that always came before sport. Um, And yet he was fiercely competitive and he was, you don't mess with him uh, kind of deal. And I, I, I love him. He's a a spiritual mentor to me. And then secondly, I would say uh, my coaches, Steve Smith and Lee shop here at, at Hope College taught me how to uh, care deeply about uh, excellence in soccer, but also how to be a good man and how to, uh, pursue, um, things outside of just the sport, uh, how to develop others, how to, uh, think deeply about faith and character and, uh, how to care deeply about, um, again, family, uh, and, and how to care and love for your, your wife and your kids and to put that, that first. So their, their influences on me as well. My next question probably is worthy and has been done as a dissertation, and we could probably have a whole separate podcast on it. But how, how do you both think sport can help us grow our faith and and be closer to God? Shamari? Yeah, well, such a good question. Um, one thing, I'm going to go back to my Spartan roots and what's just plastered in the weight room there, in the practice facilities, in the locker room, is that, as scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Um, oftentimes, um, in our Christian faith, we have a tendency to hyper-focus on evangelism, or more simply put, when a person comes to Christ. It's like, hooray, celebration, that's awesome. But then the question is, how do we walk? with one another. And that's why I'm so blessed in my role as a chaplain of discipleship, because that's truly what that word means, discipleship, to really walk out 
the Christian faith with someone. And what better way to do that than in the format and the umbrella of a sport team? Um, I do believe that's, that also some, some of my other great influencers in my spiritual walk, al- along with my athletic journey, has been just seeing great men of my age doing it well. Um, there's a lot of lessons that I still carry with me today that teammates taught, um, um, taught me. There were a lot of disciplines that were instilled in me from just walking alongside with teammates. Like before each game, me and my teammates, we'd make sure that we prayed together, not separately, but but together. After games, praying together, praying with the other, with, with the other team, really posturing our heart towards prayer, really posturing our lifestyle towards worship, really making sure that in the ins and outs of sports and all the dangers that can come with that, we're we're keeping the main thing, the main thing, as Coach Nick Saban loves to say all the time, just making sure that, for one, faith comes first. Sports really helped us in formatting that if we were going to be success, successful in all that we did on the field, off the field, on the court, off the court, and faith had to be first. Secondly, um, our faith, part of our faith was to make sure that we were intentional about walking with each other and picking up another one as we stumbled. Because let's be honest, the Christian journey, it's a tough one. And there's, and there's times where you struggle. There's times where, where you make an error. And it's so important to have God-fearing people al- alongside of you that can help you and pick you up when you stumble and get you back to where you need to be. So that's kind of um, how sports has been um, intrinsic in my spiritual formation and the formation of those that are close to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is basically my whole job description <laughs> is the integration of faith and sports. So there is a ton there, obviously, but um some people would say that faith and sport don't interact as much, right? So kind of like politics and faith, we don't talk about those things together. Uh, sometimes it's like, well, let, let sport be the, the thing. We are working towards a common goal and, you know, we can co-opt a prayer or a scripture onto this uh, kind of situation, um, but they're, they're not integrated. And I would say that if you look at the Bible, if you look at scriptures, the amount of reference towards uh, sport, racing, uh, training your body as a physical exercise are immense. And um, I think that the analogy that we are training uh, for kind of a spiritual uh, exercise uh, is, is similar to that of sport. And everything we learn through sport about work ethic, about character, about teamwork, is also kind of really applicable to that spiritual journey that we're on and that we're in a training mindset. And if we don't train our spiritual um, beings, uh, then we're, we're not going to be kind of successful in this journey. It is God that does the work in us and helps us, but we're a part of that. We're a part of this interaction and we have to train and work and, and work out kind of our faith in fear and trembling. And it talks about in Romans five about perseverance producing character and character producing hope, which is the name of our college. And I think that athletics gives us a vision about what faith can actually be like if we work hard together as a team uh, to pursue uh, different ideals. You know, along with that, obviously sport uh, continues and uh, to be part of the national conversation regarding 
race and, and social justice, which I know to the both of you is very near and dear to your heart. And this is, even though, I mean, the issues are not new, the sport has always been one that has been a, a pusher of the conversation and making people come together and talk and listen to others. Uh, how can we use sport to, to model for how we can live into God's image and plan for us, and particularly in, in when it comes to race and social justice? Yeah. Oh, wow. Such a, there's so many different ways to go with that one. Um, I would just say in terms of just where the history of sport is in relation to race and social justice, we've honestly taken that luxury for granted, I would say, um, in terms of how sport and race really are integrated together and are interwoven in functionality. If we look throughout history, we see so many different sport icons that have used the platform of their sport to 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 really advance the uplift of 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 their culture and i would say the broader american ideal of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness um we've seen it with people like uh, like ali we always call him the greatest but do we really critically study the fact that he was an advocate that he did not want to um, go and fight in a war because he felt like his fight for justice was at home at a time where he where, where, where he said, I could go fight in a war, but I'm fighting for a country that doesn't even give me my civil rights. Um, we see that today with different athletes using um, their platforms just to highlight things like racial injustice, police brutality, um, the um, human rights violations that are happening overseas. So I think sport is, is, is that great equalizer that gives us a chance. Well, this is my brother or this is my sister that are talking about these issues and we both play for the same team and rep the same color letters or whatever the jersey may say. So if they're saying this and they believe in this, maybe I should hear them out, you know, to be a great teammate. Maybe I need to hear them just to hear where they're coming from and then make an informed decision on how I feel about that. But at the very least, um, as Galatians chapter six, verse two says, we have to bear one another's burdens because in that we truly fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Shamari. It seems like every day, um, gosh, uh, sports are about wins and losses. Uh, sometimes if you play certain sports, they're ties. Right. So, but, <laughs> um, but sometimes we see, we, we see wins and we feel like, uh, we're moving forward. Um, in regards to racial issues or social issues. And then another story comes out um, and another way that we've uh, gone backwards, um, whether it's hiring practices within the NFL or um, it's the NBA's response to the shooting. Um, you know, athletes and coaches have been at the forefront throughout of being advocates uh, for movement and change. Um, I remember when the Milwaukee Bucks kind of kind of protested a game together uh, because they were in it and they were feeling uh, the hurt and the pain of a community shooting in their area. And so as a team all across the, you know, whether they were from Europe or whether they were from black or white, they came together and said, we're unified around this thing together because we're a team first. And we're not going to play tonight. And so I think that's the power of team is to say, you are, I'm in this with you. 
and that we can have these conversations. And this is more than just about sport. This is about life. This is about my family. This is about my neighborhood. This is about my community. And we've got to have these conversations. Um, and we're working towards a common goal, which the Bucks the next year, they didn't win a championship that year, but they won the championship the next year. And so these conversations uh, need to be need to happen. And I think we're living in a culture moment. These are not new issues, right? Samari's yeah. talking about Muhammad Ali, um, where, you know, there's uh, situations within tennis throughout the years. There's situations through all sports where we're seeing um, these issues come up. But we are living in a cultural moment now where we're very divided and very polarized in our country. And I do think sports has a unique opportunity to rally people together. And how, how can we uh, move towards a common goal with these issues without bypassing them? It's because that's my family. That's like someone I'm like in the war with. And, and I'm not just going to let that go because I'm in a relationship with them. And so that's where I think uh, sports can have a huge impact on racial and social issues. Uh, graciously, God provides, obviously, not everything is life and easy, but he also provides some really good things as well. It, for the both of you, is there a Bible verse that you have that helps keep you grounded, whether you're feeling great or you're struggling a little bit that just helps you kind of center and... Um, you know, move forward with your walk? Hmm. Shamari? Yeah, I would say that the verse that really drives me, that drives my work, that drove me in sports, that drove, that drives my activism, that drives my ministry, I would say the verse that really um, just keeps me is Romans 12, um, verses 1 and 2. And they say that by the mercies of by, by, by the mercies of God to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. And then verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by, that by testing, you may discern what is, what is the will of God, what is good, perfect, and acceptable. I think those two are so key in sports in race um in ministry because i think ministry you present yourself as a sacrifice as um you have to sacrifice a lot of what your body and what your natural pre um, um preconceived notion may be about a topic to really align with god's will in sport you have to sacrifice your body 24 7 to be successful um in race we've seen throughout the history of racial justice black and brown people even white people sacrificing their bodies for their brothers and sisters, for their fellow man to be seen as equal and then to be constantly transformed by the renewal of our mind. That's present in all three. As we learn more about race, we have to be transformed by, by, by being renewed in the information that we pick up. In sport, we get coached to do the right thing every single day or, or get coached to be able to coach well. And in the same with, with, with my work as a minister, as a chaplain, as a campus pastor, um, there's new things that I learn from students, from colleagues every single day. So those are just two, two, two small scriptures that really drive me. Matt? Yeah, thanks, Alan. And thank you, Shamari. Like, I'm just so, I'm just so excited uh, he's here uh, to work with our students and athletes and all of our students. It's just been such a gift. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Um, I learned this when I was in college and try to keep it, remind myself, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles 
are achieving a glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. And I just think in this moment uh, that we're in, that we have to remember uh, a grander picture, a vision of what the kingdom can look like and what we can enter into. Um, and, uh, you know, not to minimize our troubles that we're going through, we've, we've been in it for the last couple of years. It's been real, um, but that we have a greater vision of, of uh, what God has done for us and will continue to do. Um, so, yeah. And lastly, obviously, it is Super Bowl week, so I can't get uh, get away uh, without asking two things. One, what's your favorite Super Bowl snack? Uh, uh, that, and then two, who you're who you picking for the big game? Shamari? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm old school, so my Super Bowl snack just give me some chicken wings. Just give me some chicken there wings. There you go. I hear you. Make sure you got my celery, my carrots. I need blue cheese. I'm I'm not a ranch oh, guy. I I know that's a bit unconventional, but I'm not a ranch guy. So chicken wings, make sure they spicy. Got my blue cheese, my celery, and my carrots, and that's my go-to snack. In fact, that's what I'll be cooking up. I'm not doing no Super Bowl party this year. It's going to be me by my lonesome watching the game <laughs> with my chicken wings. You feel me? And then um, for the big game, I got Cincy. I would love to see – I mean, I won't be hurt either way, but I'm going with Cincy. They're they're a Midwest team. They're a blue-collar team. I'm loving the combination between Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, they look a little spotty up front on the offensive line, but I like the energy they bring on defense. I love the Rams, and I love what they're doing. Big fan of OBJ, big fan of Stafford, big fan of Von Miller, um, and all those guys on defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like it's going to be a fun one, but if I had to choose, I'm going with the Bengals. Shamari, I'm with you hundred percent on the blue cheese and the wings. That's, that's, that's a good, yes, sir. I, yes, I, sir. I do not know how Matt's going to follow that in terms of food, but I'm sure there are obviously a million great options for uh super bowl snack. So Matt, what are you eating on Saturday and who you think is going to win? Well, you know, the, the big debate is always, do you have a Super Bowl party? Because then you can't actually watch the game, right? So, like, exactly. I am so hyper-focused on, like, actually watching the game that I don't like talking to anybody else. I don't know if anyone else is like that. I'm like, That's I don't want to have yep. some conversation with somebody. Um, I just want to eat my food, and then I want to want to watch. Uh, so, number one, uh, you know, I would be remiss. My parents would be upset if I didn't really say chips and guacamole, like a huge bowl of guac, like real deal guac. And so we do that sometimes lime chips, the Tostitos lime chips. That's kind of the real deal. Um, nice work on the wings. I would do ranch over blue cheese. That's kind of my, my way to go, oh, but no, wow. see these guys are shaking their heads. And uh, my, my preseason picks for this year were the bills and the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm still still miffed about that Chiefs Bills game. I thought Josh Allen deserved it for sure. Um, but Joe Burrow, I mean, how can you go against that story? I mean, if you're from this area, maybe you want Stafford to kind of win and 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 get that kind of redemption. It it would be an indictment for sure on the Lions organization again if Stafford wins. But gosh, Joe with the cigar and the He's just got that moxie, you know. I can't, I can't root against. Gotta love him, yeah. Gotta love him, (laughs) boy. Him and him and Chase. I remember when they drafted Jamar Chase. It was like, but you're not going to block for him. But it's (laughs) like, well, these two guys played in college and did some amazing things together. Let's see what, 
what happened. So, hey, it should be should. So, are you sticking with the? I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't let you finish. Are you sticking with the Rams? Or are you going to switch to Cincy, Matt? I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I, I, you know, how do you root again? He's kind of got that, that thing, you know, uh, Joe Burrow. I'd love to see him win. Uh, you know, there's probably more firepower all around on the Rams. They got such big names, Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and, um, you know, acres, they got the whole crew, but do you bet against, it's kind of like betting against Tom Brady. Do you bet against Joe Burrow at this point? I, I don't know. So I'm going Bengals. There we go. And momentum right. kills. Momentum kills. They're the hottest team in football. So that's, that's right. why I'm going with the Bengals. No, there's it's some sound logic there. It should be a lot of fun. And it's been a lot of fun talking with uh, both of you, Shamari and Matt. I appreciate your time today and also uh, your service to Hope College. And we look forward to uh, seeing you uh, both work with our student athletes and seeing you out at Hope Games again in the uh, very soon. And thank you, everyone, for listening the Hope Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. It's uh, been a pleasure. We're grateful for our wonderful fan support and look forward to seeing you at Hope Games coming up soon as well. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having us, Alan. Oh, oh, yeah.